The title of the message today, I love this. I'm super excited to close out this conversation with this message. The title of our message today is A Breath of Fresh Air. Come on, everybody, take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. Don't get stressed out, it's okay. I know like, you know, we're maybe trained after 2020 to be a little afraid of breath and and things like that, but hey, it's okay, we're in God's house. And really what the Holy Spirit does in our life is he has a breath of fresh air. I don't know about you, but I love freshness. I was thinking about some things that signal freshness to us, right? Now, I don't drink a lot of soda anymore because I'm over 30 now, and so I gotta drink a lot more water. It's just that healthy thing, those decisions you have to make. But I know that when I do enjoy a soda every now and then, I'm looking for that fresh sound when you pop the top, right? That like, ah, you know freshness is just on the other side of that sound, right? We love fresh food. Like, there's Adrian, my wife, she has like a timetable of how long something's in the fridge to where, to where she won't microwave it or eat it anymore. Me, I'm like, it looks okay, a week, we're good. Let's microwave it up, let's have some. She's like, if it's, over, if it's been like 12 or 24 hours, that's too long because we love freshness, right? I think we got a restaurant here in the city called So Fresh. Because fresh kitchen, right? We love fresh. Think about it this way, us Floridians, right? This week, after the rain hit, we walked outside and it was like, ah, the denim's coming out. It's fresh air. There's a fresh breeze going. Adrian was really excited. She came in and she was like, hey, check out this new jacket I got. And it was a nice denim jacket, had some wool lining in it. She was like, look at this Teddy jacket. I'm like, I didn't know that's what it was called because I just, you know, wear what you buy for me. Uh, But as we love experiencing that when we walk outside, ah, a breath of fresh air. Well, I encourage you today that spiritually you can have that as well. And it doesn't doesn't have to determine on the weather outside or let's get real, the weather of our life, the storms of our life. I would pray for you today that even in the mid-60 temperatures when it's good or when it's blazing hot in the storms of your life, you can have a breath of fresh air because it's it's in those moments that God is with you, God is for you, God is strengthening you, and God is breathing life in you. I love what it says in Romans chapter five, verse three through five. We're gonna read this verse today and kind of sit in it for a little bit. It says, we can rejoice too. Circle that word rejoice. That's a big, powerful word. That we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. What a powerful statement to be able to say that I got problems, I got issues, I got trials I'm gonna face. But you know what, even in those moments, scripture is telling us, the apostle Paul is reminding us we can rejoice. This is big, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Here's the really good stuff. And this hope, would you underline that phrase, this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. What we're going to lean into today is that we know that this hope will not lead to disappointment. I don't know about you, but I have been in my life where I've put my hope in myself. I've put my hope in others. I've put my hope in things, in success, in getting what I wanted. I've put my hope in there. And you know what? For a little while, it feels good. But eventually, in my own strength, in my own desires, in my own success, I find myself in disappointment. 
when that friendship breaks apart, when that relationship is too hard, when I don't achieve those things in the timeline that I wanted to, or maybe I've just failed after failure after failure, and I find myself stuck in disappointment. But one of the most beautiful things I've realized in my life is that hope is not a feeling or an emotion. Hope is a person, hope has a name, and that name is Jesus today. And it's our goal as a church to bring that hope local so that no one in our city or in our church has to stay disappointed. I want you to know today that even in the times of where you feel defeated or you feel broken, or you even feel like things are going well, this hope, this hope of Jesus will not disappoint. It will not. It is there for you no matter what. See, in Scripture, it tells us that the Holy Spirit, one of the words that's used in the original language the Bible was written in, is this word, write this down for me, is this word pneuma, which means a current of air, a blast of breath, a strong and life-giving breeze. If, you are, if you've been born and raised in Florida, chances are if you've ever done something outside, whether it's yard work or played a sport, and especially if you're around some older Floridians, every time there's a quick cloud cover and a breeze, every, one person will say, whoo, that's nice. That's nice because we're trained that when that, we don't get those breezes too often. When they come in, it's like, ah, I can go a little longer. I can keep going. I can stay here a little bit longer. That's what the Holy Spirit is to us that he's a life-giving breeze, that when things get hot, when we're sweating, when we don't know if we can go one more step, God brings that, that breeze into our life. Think about it this way, a blast of breath. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life, I remember specifically when I was a little kid where I got caught in the undertow at the beach one time and I could not get out of there. I could not break free and my dad swam out and rescued me. And in that moment when I had no oxygen, when I had no breath, as soon as I was able to get my head above the water, I was gasping for air. Can I encourage you today? Some of us may feel like we're gasping for air. Well, today the pneuma spirit, the pneuma breath of the Holy Spirit wants to breathe life into you today to help you know that you're still hot, alive. You're still here. God's not forgotten about you today. It's a life-giving breeze. There's something called in sailing the doldrums. I don't know if you ever sailed before. I've told you stories about the one time I tried sailing on my honeymoon. It was the best and worst marital counseling right away in the thick of it because I could not get it figured out and the training I had was no good. But there's nothing more frustrating. And this is what happens to sailors in the doldrums when they're sailing through and suddenly there's no wind. Like when your boat is powered by the wind with your big sail, if there's no wind to blow into that thing, you're not going anywhere. You have to surrender to the tide and the waves and the current. And there's nothing more frustrating. If a breeze does not show up, those sailors, they are going to die in the doldrums. And for some of us today, maybe you find yourself here. You feel like you've been thrown sideways and backwards and forwards because of the current and waves of your life. You feel like you've been trying so hard, but you can't move at all. You feel like you're on the brink of giving up of spiritual death or spiritual fatigue. Can I encourage you today that there is a breath of fresh air 
coming because of the Spirit today. As we continue and jump in in just a second here, I wanted to show you a little picture of my son from this week. This is Shepard, my son. He's in his little Dalmatian costume. This was in his storybook parade. He's wearing this costume today, and man, he looks so cute, leading the pack right there. But this moment came after another moment. And this is what I want to lean into today before we pray and jump into the heart of the message, is that this looks great. He's smiling, he's happy, his ears are blowing in the wind. But check out this video of just a few seconds before, if you want to play it, so you can see he's a little bewildered, doesn't really know what's going on. He's looking around, but then he sees someone calling out his name. He sees mommy and daddy, and his complete demeanor changes. Can I encourage you today, as cute as this is, come on, that's cute, somebody today. As cute and as fluffy as that is on party Sunday, I want you to know today that some of us might be like that in life right now. We're, I don't know what to do. I feel lost. This, this let me down. I'm disappointed over here. I feel like God's forgotten about me. I wanted you to know today that today, if you're looking, if you keep looking and don't give up one moment, you're gonna make eye contact with your heavenly father and he's gonna bring joy and hope into your life that you thought you had lost. You're gonna wave and be like, there's my dad, yes! I may look goofy wearing this Dalmatian costume in life, but I can keep going and I can lead the pack too because God's on my side. Write this down is that we breathe because we need air. We seek God because we need God. We breathe because we need air. If I were to hold my breath, eventually I would have to, because <gasps> I need it, I can't do life without it. I want you to know today what I've learned in my 30 some years of life, and there's people in here that have learned in their journey of life. Yeah, I need air physically, but I also need a breath of fresh air spiritually, and I seek God because I need God. I'll be honest with you today, you need God in your life. But the Bible promises us that when we seek him, we will find him. That is a promise to you today. And you can seek him today simply by saying, God, I'm here. If you're real, would you speak to me today? And I love the words of Jesus in John chapter 6, verse 63. He says, the spirit, this Holy Spirit we're talking about, the Holy Spirit alone gives life. <laughs> this is a good phrase. Human effort accomplishes eh, nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Would you open your hearts today so that the spirit of life and truth and hope and joy can speak to your heart today? Come on, let's bow our heads and jump in to the message today. God, I'm so thankful for every person here. God, I'm so thankful that we can't do this without you. We need air so we breathe. And today, God, we know we need you, so we're gonna seek after you. I pray for all of us here that we would listen and lean in today. We would write some notes down and we would simply open our hearts to hear from you. And God, I pray that everyone in this room today would experience the hope that has a name and that name is Jesus. God, be with all our incredible local city kids and our team out in our kids area today. Help them have so much fun all dressed up and help us have a great time afterwards today enjoying the weather for party Sunday and our trunk or treat fun outside. But today, God, we give you this next 20 minutes. We give it to you and we lean into what you have to say because we want to learn from you. We wanna have a touch from you today because we need you, we love you, we thank you. And you're here with us today in Jesus' name. Come on, give me one more good amen. And let's jump into this thing today, all right? 
Now I'm excited about today because I love just bringing the conversation that we've had together to a, to a close because I think there's a, something about having a time where we've talked about one specific thing and, and really leaned into it and how we can apply it to our life. We love kind of theming our messages out for a whole month, like next Sunday is November, if you can believe it already, time change weekend, well, you're gonna get an extra hour of sleep. We're gonna have some cold brew coffee and some kombucha here for you next week, so come hang out. But we start a collection of talks next week called More Than Enough, where we're really leaning into the power and freedom that's found in generosity and surrender. And what these talks do, what these conversations do that we do throughout the year, give us things that we need, not just for Sunday, but for Monday as well. Because I know about, I, this is all great, we're cheering, we're having a good time, we're looking at cute kids on the screen, like it's just fun. But I'm gonna need some of this tomorrow. I need, you know, I can't just look at the suitcase, I need a handle that I can grab and carry it with me, Right? That's what I want to give you today. And actually, you know, our son Shepard, he's been in school for a little while now, and man, he's just getting the hang of it. He loves it now. In the beginning, it was a little stressful uh, because our son, he doesn't like to nap. He's not a big napper. Oh, there he is again. Uh, he's not a big napper, right? Uh, and at school, there's a mandatory nap time. And when Shepard would get laid down for his nap, he would lay down for a minute or two, but after that, it was time to play. And so he'd go run around to the other cots and the other mats the kids are on, and he'd like wake them up and say, hey, you're my friend, let's wake up, let's play. And his teacher would be like, Shepard, you can't do that, buddy, they're trying to sleep. Uh, but now he's kind of gotten into the flow of it, and I knew, I, I just got to be honest with you, I knew that once my son got to be a little bit better behaved, He'd be the favorite kid in class. And I'm telling you, when he walks into that classroom now, it's like, Shepherd's here! And I'm like, that's right, he is. He's a chosen, chosen son, all right? He's gonna be good. He's gonna change the atmosphere of the room, even though, you know, just like, even if he's dressed up, he's gonna do, you can take that off because I'm gonna get distracted by it today. Um, but really, with this breath of fresh air idea, what I was thinking about was something that they've actually uh, taught Shepherd, uh, brought, brought him with me today. This little guy is named Tucker Turtle, and uh, he is like a little behavior thing that they use because uh, it really helps kids. And one of the things they talk about is how Tucker Turtle, you know, when you're feeling all your emotions, you can like tuck down and take a second to collect yourself. Some of you probably need that in your life. When you get all emotional, it's not, hey, not to lash out. It's, okay, let me, you know, tuck down in the shell, get, get, you know, rally around myself, take a deep breath. But one of the things they talk about, especially when they're dealing with emotions like frustration and anger, is uh, this guy also is a little bubble machine. If I designed this toy, I probably wouldn't have done it where you take his head off to do the bubbles, uh, but that's just me. Um, but what, they, what they've been teaching Shepard recently is that when you feel those emotions is to take a deep breath and then blow out and let all those things just kind of like float away, right? Like, oh, look at that. So cute. I'm glad those worked. But I think for us, I think for us, as cute as this is, again, it's important to realize that sometimes we need to take a deep breath, breathe in the things of God, and breathe out the things that poison us. We need to breathe in the things of the Holy Spirit and breathe out the things that just cause us destruction. And we'll see them float away. And I don't know about you, but I'm like, that's right. Anger, unforgiveness, resentment, you can float away and pop because I don't want anything to do with you, right? And then I'm free to experience life the way God created me. Then I'm empowered to continue to live the life that God created me for. What I want to give you today is four quick things about how the Holy Spirit is our breath of fresh air. How the Holy Spirit in our life truly is a breath of fresh air. We can breathe him in because he is a real person we can have a relationship with, and we can breathe out all those negativity things, all those hurtful things, 
and see God really move in our life. Here's why this is so important. I have a quote I want to throw on the screen from a theologian by the name of Charles Spurgeon. I quote people who are way smarter than me because it makes me look good. And here's what he says. He says, the love of God is like light to a blind eye until the Holy Spirit opens that eye. Now may the Holy Spirit now be here in each one of us to shed abroad the love of God in our hearts. Think about it this way. I can close my eyes and I know there's lights on because I can kind of still see them. Now, for some of us, the love of God is how we experience, this is how we experience the love of God. Now, we know it's there. We know when it would be turned off or when we'd be in a dark place, but we can't really see it clearly. What does the Holy Spirit allow us to do with the breath of fresh air that he offers us to open our eyes and see the source of light, to see that it is shining and a light, uh, illuminating my path to where I should go, that it's filling me in a, in a really rich and significant way, The love of God through the Holy Spirit can be made available and open to us. It goes on to say later on in this commentary I was reading that if you want to know how God communicates his love to you, seek after the Holy Spirit in your life and be filled with him. So the first thing is this. How is the Holy Spirit a breath of fresh air to you and me? Is that he gives us to have hope in a hopeless world. This is pretty easy to see the importance of after the last 18 months and continued months that we keep going through. To have hope in a hopeless world. Here's what it says in Romans 5, 5 to reiterate the verse we said earlier. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For why? We know how dearly God loves us. It does not say we have hope in a hopeless world because we know how hard we try. We have hope in a hopeless world because we know how good things are going. We have hope in a hopeless world because we know how strong we are. No, we can have hope in a hopeless world. Why? Because we know how dearly God loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts. It's not just a little sample taste at Costco of God's love that the Holy Spirit wants to give you. You don't have to keep walking around the aisles and get a free lunch from all the little samples. You can hang there and you can be filled with the love of God to find the hope that can bring hope to any situation. Why, how how does it happen though? Relationship. Knowing God. It's why the first thing you see on a lot of our stuff is we want to help people experience God. As local city church, we owe it to you and to our city and to the people in our community. We owe it to them to give them a chance to experience God in a real way. It's about knowing that love, but having a personal relationship with that love because we don't want it to lead to disappointment. Can I encourage you today, if you find yourself in a hopeless situation, there is hope today. We have it on our wristbands that we, get, that we give you. Grab one from the seven-minute party after service. Big, bold letters. There is hope. There, once again, there is always hope for the followers of Jesus. There is always hope for you and me because hope has a name, and that name is Jesus. See, the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Romans. And for someone like him to say this stuff, to say, we can rejoice in difficult times. Paul's saying this stuff from prison. He's saying this stuff right after he's been persecuted and whipped and beaten and shipwrecked and betrayed by his friends. If you've walked through any of that, guess what? Paul's been in your shoes and he can say that the hope that I'm holding on to does not disappoint. What is the handle for this? It's I look down at this all the time and realize, you know what? There's hope. Because it doesn't, it doesn't depend on me. It doesn't depend on my circumstances. 
It depends on Jesus. And the Bible has promised me that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So man, I breathe out all that junk and I breathe in the fresh air of hope. I breathe in the fresh air of the Holy Spirit who strengthens me in any situation so I can face anything because I know I'm not fighting alone. Can I encourage you today, you don't have to fight alone. You don't have to fight with God anymore. God's on your side. And if God is for us, who can be against us? I mean, to spoil the answer, the answer is no one, nothing. Because God is all powerful, all present, and here with you today. If you believe that, give me a good amen. Let's keep going. Number two is this. The Holy Spirit is our breath of fresh air when we are weak. How many of you guys, be honest, you ever been weak before? Oh, yeah, I'm with you. I remember a specific story in high school. When I was thinking about this idea of when you're weak, it immediately brought me to working out and when you have that spotter in the gym, right? Like, to get as strong as you possibly can be, you can't work out alone. You need a spotter, right? I remember in high school, I was a sophomore, and I was taking weight training class. And I guess, you know, it was having an effect on me. I was looking a little bigger. I don't know. But there was a senior football player that had the class with me, and, you know, he was super strong. And he was like, hey, man, I'm doing a set real quick. I need a spot. And I was like, this is my chance. Prove myself. Yes, I will, of course, do that. And, you know, I was trying to really be like, you know, I'm a sophomore. I'm like awkward years, just trying to get accepted by the, you know, the heroes of the senior class. And now I'm like, all right, man, you got it. Let's go. And I was really cheering him on. And I was like getting really excited. Like every rep, like, yeah, you got it. Keep going. Yeah. And I was like, you know, doing the thing like you're supposed to because I'd seen everyone else do it. But he had a lot of weight on this bar, right? And he was going for like six or seven reps. And I don't know what happened, but I, I guess I got too excited cheering him on that once he got to the point where like, yeah, he was working out till failure and it started to go down. He was like, all right, get it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I couldn't get it. I couldn't lift it up and it fell down on him. And he was like, get it broke. I'm like, bro, I'm trying. I'm too weak. I can't get it. And I had to like call some people over and, uh, and we got it back on the thing and he gave me like a death look, like he was going to kill me. I made sure I snuck out of the locker room real quick that day. Cause I was like, this guy is going to hurt me because I was too weak to help him. And I encourage you today that you're going to be having to lift some heavy weights in your life sometimes. But thank God it's not me that is going to be the person that's spotting you. It is God, the Holy Spirit, who can throw up any weight, who can lift up any situation and free you and get you to a place where you can, listen, here's what Scripture says, you can cast all, all your burdens and anxieties and worries on God because why? Once again, he cares about you. Here's what it says in Romans 8. Paul continued to tell, tells us this. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray. I love this line. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. This is why it's so powerful to be filled with the Holy Spirit and pray with the Holy Spirit because it helps us, it reminds us, and helps us know that, man, it's not just my prayers. Holy Spirit's literally praying for me right now in this moment. And I gotta be honest with you, sometimes I don't know what to pray. But sometimes in those moments, I just sit and listen to what I believe God's praying over me. Sometimes it's these things, hey, I know you're weak, but I'm with you right now. Hey, I know you're hopeless, but I have hope for you. I know you feel weak, but I can be strong for you if you just let me take the weight can I give you an understanding today that you can have some fresh air? You can have the weight lifted off your chest so you can breathe in the fresh air of the Holy Spirit today. Come on, you may be weak today, but in one moment, strength can find you. 
because the Holy Spirit is here in this place and offering himself to you right now in this moment. Hey, turn to the person next to you, tell them, hey, you may feel weak, but you're strong today. You may feel weak, but you're strong today. Come on, church online. Type it in the comment section. Let's keep going. Number three is this, is to share the good news of Jesus boldly. I, I really think this one's important. Because one of the best things you can do in your life, one of the most fulfilling things you can do in your life is to meet someone in their disappointment and to let them know it doesn't always have to be this way. I was listening to a, a, a teaching from a guy by the name of John Maxwell recently, like leadership guru, incredible, like just grandfather of leadership and godliness over my lifetime as I've read his books and listened to his teachings. And he was talking about, and I'm gonna share this a lot and keep hitting it because I think it's so important. Um, he was sharing about how he witnesses to people. Now, when I say witness, what that means is how he shares the good news of Jesus in their life. And what he says is sometimes they'll just unpack all the difficulties that are going on in their life. A marriage is crumbling. My business is about to fold. I feel alone. I feel like I can't do anything. And in a very sensitive way, this is what he says to them. He says, man, because uh, he knows they're not a believer, he says to them, man, I wish you had my joy. I wish you had the strength that I depend on. I wish you had the hope that I have. And he does it in a very caring and sensitive way because what he's saying is, I wish you had the God that I know in your life. I wish you had the Jesus that has saved my life in you today. It's good news. There's a lot of bad news. I mean, we can share some good news today. Here's what Romans 1.16 says, for I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It's the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This was meaning that it wasn't about any sort of condition of life, any sort of specific race of humanity, that Jesus came to bring good news and salvation to all people, and that is the truth today. And it's good news. It's good news. And I'm just, I'm telling you, local city, as your pastor, I'm just in a place now, when I see people heartbroken, when I see people disappointed, when I see people discouraged, I just don't, oh, I'm so sorry for you. Because that doesn't help them. What helps them is to share the good news of Jesus boldly. And boldly is not like, hey, God loves you. That's not bold, that's annoying, okay? Bold is realizing that in that moment, they may reject, they may accept, they may have questions, they may receive it. It's just saying, hey, you know what? I know life is so hard right now. Let me tell you something. Jesus has stepped into my life and man, he's given me strength when I felt so weak. And I just wanna encourage you today that God loves you. Jesus is with you. And if you don't know that, come sit next to me at church on Sunday because I know it's gonna give you a chance to experience God. My whole life was all bad news until the good news of Jesus met me where I was at. And I'm not ashamed of it anymore. See, we never get ashamed of good things whether it's a good movie or a good restaurant or the next show to binge watch. We're not ashamed of those things because we know they're good. We wanna share them with people. I'm telling you, those things don't have the power to save someone's life. 
Those things don't have the power to restore and repair a marriage. Those things don't have the power to breathe life into someone who's about to surrender to their anxieties and depression. There is only one name under heaven that people can be saved. There is only one person who has given his life for all of humanity. There is only one person that said, this is how much God loves you when he was nailed to a cross for you and me and in three days later conquered death, sin, and the grave. So when I'm going through something, I know that there is good news on my side and the Holy Spirit reminds you Jesus has been where you're at and he's with you in this place today so don't give up I was reading this clipping from a newspaper that was written at the end of last year I wanted to share it with you today it says this sometimes I just want it to stop talk of COVID protests looting brutality I lose my way I become convinced that this new normal is real life then I meet an 87 year old who talks of living through polio and diphtheria and Vietnam protests, and yet is still enchanted with life. He seemed surprised when I said that 2020 must be especially challenging for him. No, he said, slowly looking me straight in the eyes, I learned a long time ago to not see the world through the printed headlines. I see the world through the people that surround me. I see the world with the realization that we love big. Therefore, I choose to write my own headlines. Husband loves wife today. Family drops everything to come to grandma's bedside. He patted my hand. Old man makes new friend. His worlds collide with my worries, freeing them from the tether I had been holding tight. They float away. I'm left with a renewed spirit. My headline now reads, woman overwhelmed by the spirit of kindness and the reminder that our capacity to love is never ending. Come on, local city. There's good news out there. And I don't care how bad the reports get. I'm just not going to let them dictate my life or influence me anymore. Only letting the Holy Spirit remind me that to live is Christ. I get to tell people about Jesus. And if I die, so what? I get to be with Jesus, and there's nothing better than that. And that all comes from number four, understanding that to experience all the fullness of God is the breath of fresh air. I want to read Ephesians chapter 3, 16 through 19 for you today as we close. It says this, and again, this is Paul powerful apostle Paul saying these words to you today. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resource, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand local city. Hear me today. When I read this for you, this is our prayer for you today. May you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand even fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. We want one thing for you, and that's for you to experience the fullness of life that God's created for you. See, some of us here, we may be living life understanding that there's hope, but we've only received this much. And every day we're so stressed, we're so fearful that that last little bit of hope is gonna run out. We only have this much, I gotta, what's gonna happen? If I lose this, if I, if I have to say no to that? 
If this disappointment creeps into my life, if I lose this relationship or I have to switch jobs or this schooling decision doesn't work out, I'm not, I don't know what to do. And even darker in the situation, some of us may be here and say, hey, look, I got nothing, Ryan. <laughs> There's nothing in here. I've lost it all. And maybe physically from the outside, I look good and it seems successful, but man, spiritually, I am dry. Spiritually, I am so empty. Here's what can happen today. Here's what can happen in your life as you seek the friendship of the Holy Spirit, as you seek the breath of fresh air, that pneuma life-giving breeze, is that if you would simply stay open to the things of God, not close yourself off, not throw this away, but if you would simply open yourself to the things of God and say, Holy Spirit, if you're here in this place, if you're real today, would you fill me? And see, we think sometimes what that means is that, okay, God's just going, okay, okay, oh, do my, all right, now you got to come to church. Make sure you keep reading your Bible. Make sure you pray. Make sure you do all these good things because then I'll, oh, a little more. All right, now you got to keep going. Keep doing more things. Do, do, do. And that's what we think. But all those things are actually just an overflowing of, again, what Jesus has already done for you as we just celebrated. But it's also realizing that, man, it's not about all that. It's about the fact that God literally says in this verse that I want the fullness of life for you, that my love is so deep that you can never find the bottom of it, that my love is so wide that it encompasses everybody, that my love is so high that it brings heaven here on earth, that my love is so long that it goes and goes and goes and never gives up on you, never gives up on anyone. So the realization today is that God's love is not this trickle, trickle, drip like some leaky pipe, that God's love is a faucet that is always on, overflowing to the point of, man, we're just spilling over the top. And I'm doing this on purpose because some of us, you know what? If I was dry in a desert, I wouldn't say, hey man, you're getting water on me. I'd say, no, please keep overflowing because I desperately need the things you're spilling out into my life. I desperately need these things of God that I'm only seeing in your life. See, some of us who come to a place where we say, all right, I got enough God in my life. But I'm telling you, the people around you and you yourself need that overflowing spirit of God to bring you to fullness so you can have hope in this hopeless world sometimes, so that you can know even when you're weak that you're strong, and come on, that we can bring the hope of Jesus local by sharing the good news of Jesus with boldness today and tomorrow and through our week. What is the handle today to hold on into Monday? God, fill me up, because I can't do this without you. Breathe in freshness of God and breathe out those bubbles of hate and insignificance and fear. The handle today is, God, you're with me. God, you're with me. Come on, if that encouraged you today, if that lifted you up today, would you give me a good amen? Give me a shout today. Let's stand to our feet. Let's close service today.